It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Run Your Pool. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use promo code locked on at checkout. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team, every day. That's what we do here, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Also, check us out on Spotify, where you can follow us there. You can also find us on Odyssey, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where right now, as it's Thursday, tomorrow is Friday, I need you to go ahead and send in your weekly Friday mailbag questions for a weekly Friday mailbag here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. So get those questions in. Already got a ton throughout the week so far. Get your questions in. I'll answer them tomorrow on the show. Every Friday, we're doing the weekly podcast or the weekly Friday mailbag. I don't know if I'm going to change the date. Next week is finally game week. Thank God, cannot wait. Got the holiday weekend coming up here. College football's back. A lot of great things going on, especially here in the city of Charlotte as it pertains to college football. We got App ECU on Thursday. Tonight, on Friday, we got Duke at Charlotte at Jerry Richardson Stadium, the man who shall not be named, the big cat, former Panthers owner. And on Saturday, you got top five matchup between Georgia and Clemson. Football season's here. I'm super excited for college football, and I'm super excited for the Carolina Panthers season to get going on September 12th against the New York Jets over on Bank of America Stadium on 800 South Mint Street in Uptown Charlotte. On today's show, going to take a look at the practice squad, going to look also at some of the other needs the roster still has and some of the questions, really, that there's left here on the Carolina Panthers roster heading into the week one lead up to the New York Jets game. And then going to take some inventory on the expectations of this team as we now know who the 53 are and then we know who the other practice squad players are and how they might fulfill roles and where this team can be headed here to start the season in 2021 and for the season as a whole. So we'll get into all that here on Locked On Panthers today. But looking at the practice squad, before we get there, Carolina Panthers, as I've said, they were going to be a team that would be active on the waiver wire. Last year, they picked up four players on the waiver wire. Two of them, Trent Scott and Rasul Douglas, played major roles on the team, probably mainly more Rasul Douglas, but Trent Scott did end up being the starting tackle for a number of games after beating out Greg Little. And when the rented tackle, Russell Okung, was injured throughout pretty much half of last season, his one year here in Carolina following the trade with the Los Angeles Chargers, that sent former Pro Bowl guard Trey Turner to the Chargers in exchange for Russell Kuhn for one season, and who, of course, is now no longer in Carolina and also no longer in a National Football League at all while Trey Turner is up in Pittsburgh. That being said, the Carolina Panthers were active once again on waivers, getting Michael Jordan. I know, I know, Michael Jordan, MJ, the GOAT, the logo, Jumpman. He is the owner of the Charlotte Hornets here in Charlotte, as we all know. 
and a very popular sports figure, not only in America, but across the world. So I saw all of the Michael Jordan jokes, MJ coming back to North Carolina. They are funny. And when given the opportunity, absolutely get the jokes off. I will never criticize anyone from getting them. All I'm going to say is be a little bit more creative moving forward when it comes to Michael Jordan playing for the Carolina Panthers and living in the same city where the real Michael Jordan owns the local NBA team. But they, they claim Michael Jordan, the guard from the Ohio State University, someone who actually was aware of, just considering I love, love college football, watch a ton of it. So I actually had heard of Michael Jordan before. And I was like, oh, that's the guy from Ohio State, right? And here come the jokes. That being said, Michael Jordan, a former All-American back at Ohio State and a fourth round pick. He spent the last two seasons with the Cincinnati Bengals starting 19 games. He's now here in Carolina. When you add a player, that means you have to get rid of a player. And I had talked about how some of these guys who might make the roster could end up getting cut and no longer being on the team once the Panthers are able to look at the waiver wire and see if there's someone that they like more than the guy who's on the roster. And that has happened as David Moore, a surprising cut um, in this situation, who signed a two-year deal worth $4.75 million with $1.25 million guaranteed, played in Seattle last year as their number three wide receiver, maybe the number four, depending on how you look at things behind Tyler Lockett. And DK Metcalf had a pretty good season last year catching balls from what Russell Wilson thought he could uh, add something to the Panthers when they signed him. Then they drafted Terrace Marshall and we saw it happen in the preseason. And it was very obvious that Terrace Marshall was the Panthers number three wide receiver and that David Moore, who was asked to return punts, wasn't really doing all that much in the return game through the preseason. I, I think back to the one against the Ravens where he let a punt go and cost the team a bunch of yards, and that's just not something that's going to fly, whether it's preseason or the regular season, was pretty much underwhelmed by David Moore, especially when you look at just how physically gifted Terrace Marshall was and how I think he was a leading wide receiver in the preseason. The guy is a stud. He's going to be special alongside DJ and Robbie Anderson for years to come here in Carolina. Uh, So the Panthers are going to save $990,000 against the cap this year, but they'll have to eat $1.25 million in dead money over the next two seasons as David Moore is no longer here in Carolina. That's two free agent signings. Two, I don't know if they're priority free agent signings, but two guys who weren't signed to major deals, but they're signed to two-year deals with a couple million dollars. And David Moore and Denzel Perryman, who was traded, of course, last week to the Las Vegas Raiders after he lost out the starting middle linebacker job to Jermaine Carter Jr. after spending most of training camp in the injury tent and in, you know, an ice tub. So he's gone. Moore's gone. Another one, Rashawn Melvin, who was waived. He is still on the roster, a part of the practice squad. But three guys, free agent signings. So I think all of us back when they were signed prior to the draft would expect it to be here in Carolina on the initial 53-man roster. Uh, well, more made it. But the day after, none of these guys are on the Panthers 53 active roster right now. The Panthers did sign 12 players to the practice squad. I'll get to that. In just a moment, let you know who those guys are and what kind of impact they could have. And some of the questions that still remain on this Carolina Panthers roster as we head into week one against the New York Jets. Football season is back. Let's make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. You got your friends in the office. You got your buddies at home. You want to figure out how's the easiest way to be able to get everyone's money together and do a betting pool. Well, this is it right here. Run your pool. Run your pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with family, friends, or office mates. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin, 
confidence pools, 33, and more. Run Your Pool hosts formats for NFL and college football with one week's games, full season, playoffs, or the Super Bowl. Unlike other fantasy sports platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. You can even brand your pool for your local business, bar, or restaurant. Reconnect with friends and join nearly 2 million football fans that make every game action-packed this season. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use our promo code locked on at checkout anywhere, everywhere in the world. Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season starts September 9th. Start today at runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. Runyourpool.com slash locked on. Game on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wednesday afternoon, the Carolina Panthers announced their 12 practice squad signings. Remember this year, 53 guys, again, like always in the National Football League, signed to the active roster. And with the ongoing pandemic, they have added to the practice squad where there are 16 spots once again, meaning there'll be 69 guys. Nice. Playing for the Carolina Panthers this season, whether they're on the active roster or on the practice squad for the team. These are the 12 practice squad players, and some of them are names that we've talked about throughout the preseason and offseason and training camp. Wide receiver C.J. Saunders from the Ohio State University signed to the practice squad after being waived yesterday. Center Sam Tecklenburg. Former Baylor player, played for Matt Rule. He played every single snap at the center position in preseason week one against the Indianapolis Colts. Was waived yesterday, re-signed. Spencer Brown, someone who I thought was going to make the roster, ran for over 4,000 yards at UAB in college. He was waived yesterday, re-signed. Kenny Robinson, 2020 fifth round draft pick, originally at West Virginia, then was in the AAF, or the XFL rather. He, I think, probably played in both, but either way, he was released last year, then later signed the practice squad, again released this year, and again on the practice squad. Rodney Smith, the last Panther to be cut after he practiced the entirety of the practice yesterday, he was waived, of course, and now he's back on the practice squad and probably an option for them at the number three running back if need be. Wide receiver Keith Kirkwood, who I felt really bad for, who had the two shoulder injuries yesterday, two uh, collarbone uh, fractures. He missed most of training camp after taking a vicious hit uh, by the former UDFA out of South Carolina, JT eBay. He was signed to the practice squad. Omar Bayless from Arkansas State, who looked really good last year in training camp before a knee injury. He came back again, looked pretty good to start off training camp, kind of tapered off. He's back on the roster in the practice squad as a wide receiver. Then tight end Aaron Montero also signed, who was waived earlier. DN Frank Heron. Also signed, and Jalen Julius, the safety, also signed. Steven Sullivan, former Seattle Seahawk, a tight end. He was signed. And Rashawn Melvin, who was waived yesterday, is also on the Panthers' 12-man practice squad currently with four open slots. There are reports saying the Panthers are going to add a quarterback. And here's the thing. You got 12 guys who were all in camp with the Carolina Panthers that were signed, and they could sign all 16 if they wanted to, which should give you some insight that, 
There's those 12 that they like that they had in camp, and then the other four are going to come from players from all over the other 31 teams across the National Football League. And the reports are saying the Panthers are going to add a quarterback. This is yet to be announced by the team as of Wednesday evening. Doug Kyed of Pro Football Focus reported that the Panthers are signing former Jets fourth-round pick quarterback James Morgan out of FIU to their practice squad to be their quarterback on the practice squad. So that means it's going to be Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker, then a developmental guy in James Morgan. That's one thing that's interesting to me about James Morgan getting signed by the Carolina Panthers and having been with the Jets. Who the Panthers play week one? Oh, that's right, the Jets. James Morgan, new regime there with the Jets, with Mike LaFleur as the OC, and then, of course, the head coach, Robert Sala, coming over from the San Francisco 49ers. Maybe James Morgan has some information in terms of what the offense is going to look like. It's going to be a Kyle Shanahan kind of offense. We know that. It's going to look a lot like what you see up in Green Bay with Matt LaFleur, Mike's brother. It's going to look like a lot that you see over in L.A. with the Rams, with Sean McVay. But, you know, they might have a little wrinkles with Mike getting a chance to finally call the own shots, his own shots and be the play caller up in New York with the Jets and their rookie quarterback and Zach Wilson. Maybe the Panthers want a little bit of insight on what's going on. And maybe James Morgan's not really going to be the practice squad quarterback throughout the season, but he's only here for a week. I only bring this up because back when I was living in Nashville, working at the ESPN radio affiliate there, 1025 The Game, and covering the Titans, there was one year where the Tennessee Titans drafted Luke Falk, the quarterback out of Washington State, who played for the Pirate, the crazy man, Mike Leach, who I love, is now down there in Starkville, Mississippi, coach of Mississippi State. He was drafted by the Titans, and then was waived, and they were hoping to get him off of waivers to be on their team. But instead, he was claimed off of waivers by the Miami Dolphins. Who did the Tennessee Titans play to start the season that year? The Miami Dolphins. Who won that week one game against the Titans and between the Titans and Dolphins? The Miami Dolphins. So maybe that gave them a little bit of insight. The Titans did have some horrible injuries that suffered that day. It was like Taylor Wawan got knocked out, had a concussion. Delaney Walker, who was one of their main pass catchers at tight end, he suffered a horrible fracture to his leg that day. So that in part led to the Titans losing that game. I'm just wondering, though, maybe Luke Falk was able to be sort of a spy. And after that week, Luke Falk, how long was he with the Miami Dolphins? A matter of hours before they released him and they moved on. They used him for his information. They got the dub. And they said, Luke, thank you for your service. We're moving on. I don't know if that's going to happen here in Carolina. I'm just saying that that could be a possibility that they're going to use James Morgan as basically their splinter cell. Yeah, I mean, he's already been in New York. Now he comes over here and he gives him a little bit of insight on what the offense is going to look like. Week one when the Panthers face off against the New York Jets. A few other practice squad news and notes to look at. Former Panthers who have been claimed. Will Greer was signed to the Cowboys practice squad. And Matt Rule was asked about it after practice whether Will Greer, had he still been available, whether they would have signed him to the practice squad. And he didn't seem really committal. He didn't want to talk in hypotheticals. He says a difficult one for him to try and figure out, considering that they already signed 12 guys and there's other guys that they like across the league. And maybe they just felt like Will Greer wasn't their guy. And let's think about it. Will Greer was drafted by Marty Herney. And we saw last season when he didn't play a single snap and they chose P.J. Walker over him, brought P.J. Walker into town. They also traded away Kyle Allen to go to Washington to play with Ron after he started all those games back in uh, 2019 while Cam was injured. Like, they wanted to bring in their own guys. And Will Greer not being on this roster, I think, is more 
I don't know. He looked better throughout the preseason. He looked much improved. I think it had more to do with the Panthers and Matt Rule, Scott Fitterer, mainly Matt Rule, who has the final say when it comes to roster decision-making, that he wanted his guy in P.J. Walker to be the backup, which is why I thought the whole time that he would be the number two. I just thought that maybe they'd keep Will Greer as a number three, just as a developmental guy for the time being, and then maybe see if there's other quarterbacks out there available that they could pick up, and then maybe wave Will, or at least try to get him back on their practice squad. But Matt Rule was not willing to say whether that would have been the case. He said they would have loved to have Will Greer still here in Charlotte. I'm I'm okay with it. Loved Will back in college. I mean, his first, when he was starting at Florida, looked fantastic early on before he had the whole PED situation that happened where he led to a one-year suspension and he didn't have a job when he came back um, there at Florida. Goes to West Virginia and was fantastic for two seasons. And I had high hopes that when he came here that I never thought that Will Greer was going to be replacing Cam Newton. And it's the interesting thing, too. When I was thinking about it actually yesterday, um, when Cam Newton was released on Tuesday, as I'm recording this on Wednesday night, you're listening to this on Thursday or whenever you listen to the pod, I was thinking about this. You go back to that 2019 season, and you're thinking about, like, who's going to make the roster, who's not going to make the roster. Like, I think the four quarterbacks they went into, right, that season were Cam Newton, and at least in the training camp down in Spartanburg. If I have my memory is correct, it was Cam Newton, Will Greer, Taylor Heineke, and Kyle Allen. Of course, Heineke didn't make the roster. They kept Will Greer. They kept Kyle Allen, and they had Cam. And then, you know, Cam Newton ended up getting injured. You had Kyle who started the majority of that season. And then Will Greer started those two starts at the end of the season against Indianapolis and New Orleans where he wasn't ready. And Perry Fuel, the interim head coach, said, yeah, go ahead and go in there. You look at those four quarterbacks, like none of them are now in Carolina. Life so fast, man. Like that is incredible that those four, like one guy who was dubbed Will Greer when he was drafted to be the replacement for Cam Newton, no longer here, didn't even play a snap in 2020. Um, Another guy, Kyle Allen, who also throughout the season was dubbed as a replacement for Cam Newton. He didn't even last for another season. He's been in Washington with Ron Rivera. Taylor Heineke, someone who had started, I don't. It was never dubbed as a replacement from as from for Cam Newton, at least not widely publicly. Um, I'm sure there's some insane person out there who thought he was. He looked awesome in the playoff game last year, where they almost beat the Super Bowl champion Tampa Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's not here anymore. And of course, Cam Newton of the three, the most talented of the three at that point in time of the four, he's not even in the league. He's a free agent. That is nuts when you think about how quickly things can change here in the National Football League and why they have the axiom of not for long. Damn, life comes at you fast. All right, I'll get to some of the uh, questions the Carolina Panthers have still on this roster as we now kind of have things set for the most part. Still fluid, as Matt Rule said. I'll also talk about kind of my expectations now as we see what the 53-man roster looks like and what some of the practice squad additions are for the Carolina Panthers as they head into week one against the New York Jets. Get into all that in just a moment. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest, and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head to a website 
or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for your 20 available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto body. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in or how did you hear about us box to know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. I'm still just trying to wrap my mind around the fact that like two years ago at this time, the Panthers were going to the season with Cam Newton as a starter. There was concern, of course, over his foot after that week three game against New England in the preseason where he got injured and whether he would play week one. And as we know, things did not turn out well. That week one game against the Rams just did not look good. It was overthrowing balls to the outside, outside the numbers. And in week two, when called upon, on, well, at least when you thought he would be called upon on fourth down early in the game, wasn't. And then at the end of the game, again, wasn't as Chris McCaffrey was unable to get in the end zone or at least get the first down for the Panthers as they started off 0-2 in 2019. Kyle Allen started all those games and then Will Greer and then Taylor Heineke. Just so we're not that far removed from all four of those guys being in the Carolina Panthers quarterback room. And now Newton is out of New England, doesn't have a team. Will Greer is a Dallas Cowboy, and Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen are both on the 53-man roster for the Washington football team. Like, of those four, it's not even just, like, that Cam is not on a roster. Like, two other guys are on the active roster. One guy in Heineke who was cut by Rivera, another guy, Kyle Allen, who won the backup job, and then later on was benched, not by Rivera. Rivera was already fired, but that's just... Man, that's insane to think about how quickly things can move in the National Football League and just how different this organization is now that Matt Rule's in charge, now that you have Scott Fitter as the general manager, and then, of course, you're heading into the fourth year of ownership of David Tepper. A lot of things have changed here in the Carolinas. I've, I've talked about how I'm excited about the change here with the organization, just getting past the Jerry Richardson era and getting past you know the era that we had of Ron Rivera and a lot of great players that we love like Cam and Luke and Greg Olson and Thomas Davis and Ryan Khalil. So many great players that came along the last decade. But all those guys are gone now. And I, not and they're not even in the league at this point in time, whether retired or just a free agent. It's, it's really weird to think about 
how everything has changed just so rapidly over the course of two years time. And that's just, I guess, life, right? Um, but I'm excited to see what's going to happen here in 2021 with the Carolina Panthers and what's going to happen beyond with a new facility opens in Rock Hill and where Matt Rule and Scott Fitter are able to take this organization and what David Tepper is going to do for the organization in terms of his money and how he can potentially help the region and help grow my hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, you know, I don't want him to do too much now. You know, he's not from from here. He's not from here at all. Uh, he, he is now a Charlotte T and he's adopted us. But, you know, he doesn't get to make every decision when it comes to development of the city. Either way really interesting, weird, exciting, fun times ahead here in the Carolinas as we head into week one against the New York Jets next week. we got the holiday weekend coming up here with Labor Day. So I hope everyone has a happy, safe Labor Day. If you're uh, headed out of town early or if you're, you know, just going to kind of do a staycation and you know, unplug from work and all that as the summer winds down here in the Carolinas, of course, across the country and across the world, wherever you are, unless you're, you know, in a different part of the world where it's actually winter. Um, either way. Just uh, looking at some of the questions that are still, you know, need to be asked at least when it comes to the Panthers and this roster. You know, when it comes to like the starting guard. So Michael Jordan's been brought here and he is, I guess, not, you know, you you don't know, but maybe you do know. Michael Jordan, he's been brought here from the Cincinnati Bengals after being claimed on waivers to be more of a developmental guy. Matt Rule talked about on Wednesday after practice that they'll see what they have in him. If he contribute right away, that's great. But if he can contribute later on in the season, even better. You have a lot of options at guard. John Miller didn't look too good the other night against the Steelers. The interior struggled. Matt Paradis was awful, in my opinion. Pat Offline, he's not very good, dating back to his time in Minnesota. And last year, when he tried to protect Sam Darnold in New York, I never understood the signing, and we're seeing on tape against the Steelers, too, is that he just does not have it. When does Dennis Daly start? And then does Michael Jordan eventually, because he, does he become an option? Deontay Brown, there's a ton of options at guard. Who are actually going to be the, the starters once we actually get down the road here in the season? I know week one, Elfline and Miller are going to start. How long are they actually going to start when it comes to this team? Punt returner. David Moore was brought in to be the punt returner, wide receiver number three before Terrace Marshall was drafted, and then before he disappointed for the most part in the preseason he's now gone Matt Rule has talked about DJ Moore who's really advocated himself to be the punt returner we go back to his rookie year where DJ really struggled to hold on to the football as a punt returner we go back to that Washington Redskins game back when they were formerly known as the Redskins and the two fumbles he had in that game and then getting benched it's just a rough situation, but now he's a ton of confidence coming into year four. They already picked up his fifth-year option. He's going to sign a mega deal here in Carolina um, with his agent being Drew Rosenhaus, so prepare yourself for that. I'm totally for it. Matt Rule did say that situationally that will likely happen, but he probably won't be the main guy, which then brought up the names of C.J. Saunders, who showed that in a real game action, he can catch the football as a punt returner. Are you going to put him on the active 53? Or I guess, what, you got 46 guys or whatever, 48 are active on game day. You're going to put him on the active uh, game day roster just to be out there to basically fair catch punts? Or is Brandon Zilstra going to be that option? He also brought up Brandon Zilstra, who they've been training to do that. Um, will they bring in competition at kicker? Santozo beat out Joey Sly last week. The Panthers... Said they'll do whatever's best for the roster. Matt Rule, Scott Fitter both said that. Santozo, we'll see. I'm not sold. He definitely has more confidence and more going from right now than Joey Sly. And Joey Sly had to go just based off of how he performed in the preseason. I wish him best of luck wherever he goes. I just don't ever think he's going to be 
a high caliber NFL kicker. And that's just unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. Sometimes he wasn't high caliber kicker back in college. Why would he be now in the national football league? Jake Verity was a name I talked about former kicker at East Carolina who would be worth looking at after he looked really good against the Panthers in that preseason game here a couple weeks ago. He was signed by the Ravens to their practice squad. So that was interesting to me that no one in the national football league who needed a kicker or even made a claim from off waivers or resign or signed him to their practice squad, of their team. So that looks like that ship sailed. Is five wide receivers enough? Shai Smith currently not healthy. So you're going into week one with only four healthy wide receivers in DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall, which are, of course, your top three, which is what you want anyway. And then Brandon Zilstra. Maybe CJ Saunders gets a call up. Keith Kirkwood, who's on the practice squad. Matt Rule has said that those guys can get the call up. So things might work out for Keith Kirkwood after all, after missing all that time you're probably not going to get that much from them. And in terms of who you're going to bring up, you might bring up C.J. Saunders just because he can add to special teams in terms of being the punt returner, at least the designated fair catcher on the punt return team for the Carolina Panthers. Practice squad quarterback still a question. As a reporter, as I said earlier, it's already been reported by Doug Kyatt of Pro Football Focus that they're going to bring in James Morgan, the former fourth rounder from the New York Jets, to be the practice squad quarterback. So we'll see how that all works out. And Matt Rule said on Wednesday when in, in regards to the practice squad quarterback and that they were looking for one, he said, we're now looking for someone who knows the system previously or someone during the draft process we were around who we thought was smart and can learn pretty quickly. We'll bring someone in and train them as fast as possible and hope that our two guys stay healthy above. And that's one of the things I brought up before with Sam Darnold and wanting a veteran backup to come in here. Darnold's yet to play a full season in the NFL due to injury, illness, and just based off of the trend, there's no end what the offensive line looks like so far here in the interior. There's no reason to believe that Sam Darnold, at least to be 100% confident, you can absolutely believe it. I'm just saying there's no reason to be 100% sure and confident that Sam Darnold will play a full 17-game season here in Carolina this season. I hope he does. I never want to see anyone get injured. Just going based off of his history, his history says that he won't be healthy and that he's going to turn the football over a lot. Obviously hoping that both of those things change here in Carolina in 2021. Well, a couple other things before we get out of here. In terms of news and notes, I think it's really one thing. The Panthers, in terms of vaccinations, 67 of the 69 players on the active roster and a part of the practice squad are vaccinated, which is fantastic to hear. The Panthers have put themselves in a good situation in terms of with the COVID-19 pandemic. And if they do have someone who tests positive, they don't have to worry about other vaccinated players having to sit out as only two guys on the roster. I don't even know whether they're active roster on the practice squad, two guys who we don't know who could potentially be close contacts and have to sit out for five games if possible and then be out, I think, 10 days if they do test positive for COVID-19. But if they do test positive, all the vaccinated guys, the guys who are vaccinated, you don't have to really worry about any sort of cluster outbreak here in Carolina. They did a really good job of that last season and should expect to do the same here heading into the 2021 season. Didn't really get into expectations for the team. I'll get into that next week, kind of my full expectations for the Carolina Panthers. So I'm going to leave you there on a cliffhanger, massive tease, but we'll get into it. My uh, thoughts have changed a little bit. We might kind of go schedule season by, or not schedule by schedule. We might kind of go week to week, just looking at things, especially early on. Like I love the week one matchup, of course, against the Jets. Week two against the Saints. They're displaced because of Hurricane Ida, and thoughts and prayers go out to all the folks down there in Louisiana, New Orleans area, and just anyone who's had to deal with a hurricane. Like It's something that we have to deal with every year here in North Carolina, but really never to the extent that what they've had to deal with down, obviously, with uh, what's happened with Katrina, what's 15, 16 years ago 
in New Orleans. We had Hurricane Hugo here back in the late 80s. It's been a long time since we really had a hurricane that affected us here in Charlotte and throughout the Carolinas that's ever affected us the way, not, never at the scale of Katrina. It's just awful to see people lose their homes and for the team to be displaced. And, you know, just in terms of that, like, I think the Saints are, what, the week one game is going to be in Jacksonville now. And they're going to have to be living on the road. And a lot of those guys are going to be thinking about what's going on back home and real world adversity. We talk about adversity in action football. Like that's nothing compared to what these guys are dealing with right now. So hoping everything works out there. And in week three against Houston Texans, three and oh, certainly on the table for the Carolina Panthers. So I'll definitely break that down at some point next week. I'm hoping to get an interview here for you guys on Monday as it will be Labor Day. And I'm not going to be recording a podcast this weekend to put out on Monday, just to be honest with you. And I don't even know if you guys are going to be listening anyway, considering you guys need to be relaxed and be out on vacation and doing whatever you got to do to close out the summer here in the Carolinas and across the U.S. But tomorrow, make sure to get in your question for the weekly Friday mailbag here on Lockdown Panthers. Follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council. DM me or at me. I already have plenty of your questions in so far, so please get those questions in now. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, and also make sure to check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.